0: Hey, welcome back to Pitching on Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. You know us, we're just a going to goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists ahead, and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about what we think certain NHL teams may do, what they should do, where players might go, who might go for certain players. The trade deadline is approaching. It is currently, as we're recording this, the afternoon of Tuesday, April 6th, and the trade deadline is less than a week away next Monday, April 12th. Lots of NHL talk probably the next week, but we're going to quickly touch on some subjects before we get into the National Hockey League. For anyone that's been listening, we've been briefly covering the KHL. There's a lot of places you can see the highlights and such but we will say that the last round ended with Avangard taking out metalurg cska or the red army taking out locomotive ska out of st petersburg taking out dynamo moscow and also the akbars taking out solovit which means moscow is facing off against st petersburg and the akbars are facing off against kovalchuk's Avangard. and man right now it's it's really been no contest uh the ska has been held scoreless for the first two games of the competition, being outscored 5-0. And so they headed into Moscow tonight, or actually they headed into St. Petersburg tonight, and they lost again, so they're going to be down 3-0. And then Avangard has taken out the Akbars the last two games as well, outscoring their opponents 5-1. And the next game is tomorrow night, April 7th in well basically i think they're shifting the series over to avant it's it's going to be interesting i think honestly if avant takes this game it's pretty much lining up to kovalchuk so avant versus the red army man
1: yeah i mean like you said before the the action is fast and fierce in that league um i still don't kill anybody out i mean just from watching the highlights you can tell that you know it's it's the scores show that you know teams are like you said teams might not be scoring all the time but these games can flip in an instant and I mean, I can't wait to continue watching these games.
0: No, me neither, because honestly, they're, they're super entertaining. I love watching the highlights. I wish I could really a lot of times watch them live, but life is busy and timings are weird. The USHL has also announced its format for the 2020-2021 Clark Cup playoffs, and it's going to be a little different this year because obviously COVID, uh, they kind of have a different looking format, but they basically announced that this year's format will feature four teams from each the Eastern and Western Conference, and they'll begin play on April 30th. And so I'm kind of excited to see how these unfold. There's been some really awesome teams in the USHL this year. I've watched a lot of USHL hockey as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, I won't I won't name anybody yet. We're, we'll do a USHL like playoff set before uh, they actually break into the playoffs once the, the finalized teams are announced. Because, again, not each team was able to play the full 54 game schedule. So once the teams are announced, maybe me and you will kind of do a quick little hit on the USHL and see who we think might advance. Do a little like maybe USHL bracket challenge. I like those bracket
1: challenges. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love the bracket challenges. So let's go.
0: Yeah, I apparently suck at them because it, when it comes to the NCAA, I'm, I'm pretty much out already. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. Also with the AHL, anyone that's interested in watching the American Hockey League, they've reduced their rates for their season packages. So get out there, support the AHL, and and watch some awesome AHL hockey. And before we move into the NHL kind of trade deadline conjecture, we're also going to mention that the Ogden Mustangs have officially announced their first signing for the 2021-2022 season, and it's none other than the Waconia Wizard jack jones how excited are you to realize jones is back to being a mustang
1: well i mean he was money all year so let's get money in 2022 or 2021 2022
0: yeah and i'm just gonna say right now i'm I'm sure a lot of you mustang staff and and players and fans listen to this podcast i I get a lot of feedback i'm just gonna say it now i don't know who's gonna be named captain captain finney has clearly moved off to chatham and congratulations on his future ncaa career but uh you know captain jack has a pretty good ring too am i wrong
1: i mean we will just stop watching games if you don't give jack the captaincy. yeah i'm no, looking for I... that <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking I'm for the kidding. c <laughs> but for real um i mean I, I, he seemed to be you know from looking around how you know how excited guys get when he scores and kind of when he's chatting with guys on the ice and how they, they all seem to be listening he does seem to be a leader so i mean obviously it's all going to come down to what he's like inside the dressing room you know during practice and all that but i mean from what we see especially as fans i think that uh he'd be a perfect leader
0: yeah, and he was an alternate captain this past season and we're both hockey players. We recognize leadership potential when we see it. And obviously, you see with the way the kid plays, you see, you know, his passion for the game, you see, at least for me being there at the arena and actually being able to when a when an operator falls asleep. For fortunately, that doesn't happen in Ogden with the camera operators, but it seems to happen on a lot of leagues. But I will say that Being able to go to the games and see the interactions between him and his teammates and such definitely looks like a natural born leader. And we're hoping that we're going to be able to have him on a podcast very soon. And he might be the first official ever player interview we do on this podcast. And we're going to have a little bit more fun with that one. So if you're listening, prepare for a little bit more fun. Let's say personality questions (laughs) and hockey and team and, and all that fun stuff. So congratulations, Jack. Welcome back to Ogden. We are thrilled that you will be Playing for us yet again this season. That said, the NHL trade deadline is looming. Now, when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres, I can't say ride or die anymore. I'm really getting to that point where I'm staring at my team going, nothing at all is working. And we got to trade away assets. And when you look at a guy like Taylor Hall's got a, an entire two goals, so $4 million a goal, I want that deal. I think it, it's just time to, it hasn't worked. It's really disappointing because anyone listens to the initial episodes and when we first signed him in Buffalo, I was over the moon. Uh, I really thought the Buffalo Sabres, I, even though I didn't think they'd be that great this year, I thought, okay, well, we're going to score a lot of goals, but we're probably going to let in a lot of goals, and we're probably going to be the second worst team in the division. In fact, we're the worst team in probably recent NHL history. And this is a league that a couple years ago had the Ottawa Senators again. Buffalo needs to make a lot of moves. And honestly, I could do an entire 14 episodes on everything Buffalo could do, but no one would care except Buffalo Sabres fans. And so when you're talking about different players and, and needs, Buffalo needs everything. They're really not that interesting at this point. They're just like rebuild and try to do something new. I hear there's a lot of interest right now in, in uh, Felino out of Columbus.
1: Yeah, um, and, and I think for me, I think one of the teams that I think Felino would be a good fit in. I mean, he's only got six goals, 15 assists this year. He is a UFA at the end of the year, so I don't think teams would be willing to give up a ton for him unless they can kind of have a contract off beforehand, which does happen quite a bit. Yeah. But for me, I, th- I think I'd like to see Felino, and I hate to say it as a Sens fan, but I think I'd like to see him in uh, in least blue. Uh, I just think that having another leader on that team, but a guy who's gritty, can play in the bottom six, uh, grind out some some games for them. Um, that's definitely one thing. I'm not sure what they give up for him. Again, cap wise, Felino is currently sitting at 5.5, so you know it's going to have to be some cap held most likely. And and right now, I mean, if you look at Toronto, they've got a couple pieces. Maybe they'd be willing to move, but to me, it's, it's all about prospects right now. I think they like their team. They don't really want to get rid of anybody. It's going to be all about top prospects. So I don't know if if they can really swing that deal without adding maybe a, you know a draft pick going back to Toronto with Felino for a top prospect. But another yeah. guy I really like in, in Toronto, you know, Toronto's trying to get rid of, of prospects, as said, um, and they, I think they still need defensemen. defenseman, and why not add a guy like Vince Dunn, a 24-year-old, who is a restricted free agent, currently makes $1.875 million, has five goals, 12 assists on the season. He's only 24 years old, and he's got a cup win under his belt. So you're bringing in not only a young guy who, if he can resign long-term, it's going to really help that back end for a while, but at the same time, as you're giving up a prospect but you're still getting some youth back and some youth mm-hmm. who's won a cup. So, I mean, to me, that's a perfect move for, for Toronto. Um, but again, I, I for, like, going back to Felino, I, I think, you know, a lot of teams really, I mean, the Jets could probably use some more veterans. Um, that they're really pushing for it. And, I mean, any, really any team who's trying to push that playoff spot and just wants to add a little bit of grit, he hasn't quite won a cup yet, but I think he's one of those guys where, you know, you add him to your, your, your younger lineup and you've got an instant leader.
0: I'm agreeing with you there. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs need to be buyers. They only have so much of a window. I think you were mentioning that right before we jumped on this podcast. We were talking about Vegas and Toronto, and these are teams on the cusp of really hoisting a Stanley Cup. And and you can you can even throw teams in there like, obviously, Colorado. But Colorado's really got a lot of the right pieces. they got to maybe tweak a couple more things so we can dive into that. But there's a few teams right now – And I wouldn't say so much as much Colorado, and the reason I'm focusing on Vegas and Toronto is they've become pretty top-heavy in terms of their contracts, and it's a time to strike. You don't hold on to these—look at the San Jose Sharks and so many teams that got to this point. You don't hold on to these teams forever. They're going to fall apart. You've got to strike while the iron's hot, and you've got to win that cup when you have the opportunity and— Teams like Toronto and Vegas, they need to strike, and they need to strike now. And you're going to give up more probably than you want, but you don't have to give up so much that it doesn't make sense for the future.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And, I mean, I think right now there's a ton of defensemen available. I'm just looking at the TSN trade bait. David Savard, right-handed defenseman out of Columbus. Uh, You've got Matthias Ekholm out of Nashville. You've got Brendan Montour out of Buffalo. He's a 26 year old. Got four goals, 12 assists this year. Alex Goligoski out of Arizona. Vince Dunn, Ryan Murray. The list goes on and on of just you know defensive. Depending on what dude Nikita Zadarov, excuse me, out of out of Chicago, um, which is another team who needs who needs prospects. So again, yeah, you know he's he's only 25 years old. I mean this year he's got a goal and seven assists, but he's always he's a big physical player which is what you need in the playoffs. So to me I think Toronto, you know, fans aren't gonna be happy listening to, hey, maybe, you know, Nick Robertson has to go or, or someone at that top end needs to go. I'm not saying give up Nick Robertson for a young defenseman. That's it, that's all. I mean Toronto's gonna oh you know, any team really is gonna look for a fair offer, no matter what they do. But like you said, strike while well, and hot, look at, you know, San Jose came close, but you know, close only counts for horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, you can't you can't come close and then hang on to that team because San Jose gave up their first you know their first round pick to Ottawa and completely crap the bed and now they just hold a bunch of older players and they're trying to go through an awkward transition where are they changing are they not changing and to me that's a team that needs to be a seller if you're at this deadline 100 you need to be a seller i think for them they need to, to make that change and i mean there's there's team, I mean chicago's got a ton of cap space right now dump off a contract and get a a pick back or something uh but as of right now, I just I just think that a lot of these teams, like you said, Vegas and Toronto, for sure, we're focusing on those two right now because, like you said, they're top end teams in the last couple of years that just haven't quite done it there. I think to me, you you know, they're in Vegas, for example, put all the chips at the middle of the table and go for it.
0: Yeah, I think it's that time. You know, it's rare to talk about a team that's this good this quickly into their history, but they they did a really good job. I think it's that time where it's there's not really many excuses there it's it's really just time to go for it and this is the time i think Ugh. i'm frustrated looking at some of these teams especially because vegas got so top heavy so quickly that it's like okay well you're you're not going to hold on to this goalie tandem forever that's just not going to happen and that's really what's driving this team forward but you got a lot of good scoring talent there too and you're winning i just think that this is the year where i wouldn't be stunned and, I, again, I would have to look at my preseason predictions. But I wouldn't be stunned to see Toronto and Vegas in the finals. But I'm pretty confident I picked Vegas over the Islanders. I just, I'll just i just have to look.
1: Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, another team that, I mean, is hot right now is the Panthers. I mean, they're they're sitting atop of the Central Division only by two points. But that being said, you know, that's one of those teams where they're hot right now. So if you're going to make an acquisition – you're gonna have to get rid. I'm not saying get rid of Spencer Knight, but get rid of a, a top prospect and bring in someone right. who's impactful. I, I I understand making trades at the trade line to bring in a guy like Felino or you know a grinder or you know like a sixth defenseman. I get that. Teams have always done that. They bring in a little piece here and there to really just add to what they have. But I think this year, if you're going to go for it, you really got to go for it. And I think you just you make a big a big splash. I mean, they've got great goaltending right now with Yeah. So why not just go for it and you know try to make try to make a trade that's gonna Make something happen.
0: He's having a season I was hoping he'd have. Again, called that out at the beginning of the season. I'm like, if he goes back to form, this team could be really good. They put together the right type of pieces, and they could be raising their first Stanley Cup. Yeah, there's just some teams that could really absolutely be buyers this season and should be buyers because, again, I will just keep looking at teams like the San Jose Sharks They had all the talent for so long, they just couldn't do it, man. And this team should have had a cup by now because they've had some just amazing talent and amazing players that they've made a piece like uh, your your ultimate trade there with Carlson, which massively worked out for Ottawa and massively backfired on San Jose, was just the wrong trade. Just absolutely the wrong trade. Was he the guy that was going to, like with their defensive core at that time, was he the guy that was going to make your team just stand out? I don't think so. I think they got I think they got stars in their eyes and they were
1: gone from there. When when he was on the thing is, is with a guy like Carlson, and this is again is is if you have a player in that Carlson type, you know, a def- offensive defenseman, maybe a, a, a trade that you want to make at the trade deadline is bringing a guy like Matha. I mean, obviously Matha's retired, but when Ottawa brought in Mathai to play with Carlson, that was the perfect yin and yang. That was the perfect yep. defensive pairing guy to go with his offensive guy, and it let Carlson go do whatever he wanted. He didn't quite have that in San Jose. And, you know, I'm not like you look again, I hate going back to to Toronto or even Vegas again, but they've got some great defensemen on their teams. But sometimes even even Montreal, I mean, I I look at kind of their what they're doing to me. It's just I I don't think teams focus so much on defense as much anymore. And it's evident in some of the teams that just don't quite make it. Um, I think Toronto's got a decent defensive core. I think Vegas has put some money in. They realize, you know, we got to bring Petrangelo in. They put the money in. He got hurt a little bit this year, which hurt them. But again, I, I just think that you know, if, if if teams are gonna make a splash, like I look at the Avalanche and I look at you know the rumors of Chris streaker being available. He's 26 years old and he's a UFA. Do I? Th- I would not- love to get him in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a good, he's a great player. I mean, even if talking about Buffalo, if you're the Avalanche, reach out about Olmark. He's been playing pretty good hockey. Yeah. The thing is, I, I think. Well, they've already taken
0: Johansson from us, and I don't think that's worked out terribly well for him.
1: No, but, but the thing is, I, I mean, it's a saying in football, right? When you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And I think when you have two starting goalies, you don't have any. Sometimes that could work. Because, I mean, if you look at Vegas, when they have a healthy Flurry and they have a healthy Leonard, um, that's a pretty hard goal tag to beat because you never know who you're going to play on every night. And they're probably both going to pretty well shut you out. Um, but I think the Avalanches double goaltending duo hasn't quite worked out. I mean, yeah, they're still a the top of the division and there's still a good team. But the thing is I think if you're gonna go in the playoffs, and I think they noticed that last year, you need a goalie and a backup goalie and your goalie needs to be the guy. And I think they I mean, this year, I mean you look at the trade bait line, um, they've got, like I said, Chris Drieger. Yeah. Uh, I mean you could even bring in a guy, you know, there's there's veterans. There's there's veterans out there. I mean I mean Darcy Kemper is only thirty years old. That could be a guy who does it for them. They've got Devin Dubnik, that's a guy who's proven he can also do it. He's yep. a UFA at the end of the year so if you're going to make a cup run and you're probably not going to have to give up the world for a guy like Dubnik, but he might solidify enough to get that cup run for, for a team like Colorado. So I think this this year's trade deadline is a lot more interesting because you're, you know that they've announced that we're probably going to look into going into a playoff bubble so you're going to be away from your family you need to have guys who are mentally checked in and I think you're going to have to look down at your roster and really decide like Who do we have? Do we we have guys who think are going to be mentally checked in? Uh, Do we have, you know, maybe too many young guys on our team? And that's usually a great thing to have is some young energy. But come playoff times, we know it's a different game of hockey you're going to need some of those vets or maybe someone who's even just been around a little longer who can work in and work out. You've got the taxi squad. You can have extra guys to play in and play out every night. I think teams are going to have to put that in effect. You know, if you're making a trade, you don't want to trade too many guys out because you still want your taxi squad to be able to help you while you're in the bubble, not to, you know, oh, God, we have to pull up a guy who has played four NHL games his entire career, and we're in Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, you're not going to want to do that. So to me, I mean, there's a lot of big names available this year. Do I think they're all going to move? Unfortunately, no. I think with COVID and the time refrains, and I think teams are kind of hesitant. But that being said, I think the teams that really make a splash and add what they truly need, like, for example, again, I mean, I'm just going to Toronto because we were talking about them. You know, um, Anderson has been hurt on and off, on and off. Do they need to bring in another goalie? Don't get me wrong. Uh, Campbell's been really good for them. But, you know, you, you're going to need someone else who's going to have to help carry that load because Campbell's never been a full-time starter, especially not in the playoffs. So, so to me, um, you, look, you look at Vegas, look at Toronto, you look at the entire NHL, really. There's there's teams that could definitely benefit from some of these top guys on that list. It's going to be what they want to pay in a COVID season. You know, do you want to pay Taylor Hall? The $8 million cap hit you're going to have to take. I mean, a top team's going to have to have Buffalo retain cap, which then is going to cost more you know a couple more picks an extra prospect whatever it is so it, it's going to be really who's willing to put the chips at the middle of the table and go all in this year and I honestly think that's the team that's going to win the cup I mean I think if a top team don't get me wrong I mean it, we know it's the playoffs I mean Philly could squeak in and win the cup who knows that could literally happen like it, it, it happens in NHL all the time where a team who's not supposed to win the cup that year has a miracle run wins the cup but that being said i think with the top teams when you look across you know who the cup contenders are right now i think that team who fills their needs not wins the trade deadline by getting the biggest name but gets the biggest hole you know gap to fill the hole they have is going to win the cup this year
0: i think you nailed that right there and honestly that's why you play the game look at the ncaa this year you know who who picked the teams to be there to be the final four teams for the Frozen Four in Pittsburgh this year? There may be some teams that are less shocking, like UMass. But when you think about it, the top four teams are gone. They're not. Yeah. They're not there.
1: And talking about you know making splashy trades for the top players. Look at the three Hobie Baker finalists. They're not there. Oh man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are the three best hockey players in the NCAA this year. And All three of them are out of it at this point. So it's not about having the splashy player. It's about building a team. And and I think there's certain teams that are closer. And I think the team who honestly makes the biggest splashes with splashy players, it's probably going to end up bad. It's about filling in what you need. And I think this year, you know, a guy Foligno, a guy like Taylor Hall, you just need to figure out what you need. Do you need a guy, you know, that's going to be a leader? Do you need a guy who's going to be a grinder? Do you need a guy who you're hoping is going to come to your team and score more than two goals this year? Um, You know, it's, it's all... It's all risks and reward this year, but to me, I, I think it's whoever builds the best team to go into a bubble for a couple months and have that mentality to be like, okay, we're here for this long, but we're here for one goal. It, it's going to be the best, but to me, I, I think that if you're going to make those trades, you don't wait till the trade deadline, you do it now, so that way you have that seven days or whatever they need to, depending where they're going, to, to isolate to start bonding because you don't want to have to bond in the bubble, the bubble, you want to be bonded when you get to the bubble. So it's hot hockey right away.
0: No, I completely agree with you. And so that's, and I think that's what this NHL trade deadline stuff is. And, you know, we'll probably give us a little bit more conjecture in a future podcast, but really what it boils down to is you got to find the right pieces right now. Maybe it is that a Dubnik is your Hudobin this year. If you're Colorado, you, you don't know what the right players at the right time can do to boost a team to the next level. And especially if you you know individually a team, you've got certain players that are maybe kind of at this point nursing some injuries, and you're like, well, we might have to recover for this. Let us know what you all think. What, uh, what trades do you think teams need to do to become more competitive for this season or prepare themselves even better for next season? Or what players do you think are going to go where? Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. And maybe we'll talk about it on the next podcast. But until then, this is Chris and Sebastian.
1: Have a great day.
0: This is pigeon hockey and we'll catch you next time.